So this month, uh, we've been taking a look at the many promises of God found in scripture. Um, and so we've taken a look at Noah and the promise to never flood the earth again, obviously. Mm -hmm. We talked about Abraham and the promise to make him a father of many nations. Last week, uh, we discussed the serpent smasher uh, and how God promised to put Satan down once and for all. And so the truth is, you know, when you read the Bible, what you find is a book all about promises. Mm -hmm. But more specifically, what the Bible is, is a book all about a promise-keeping God. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I can't make any of you guys a promise. Uh, the fact is, my promise-making abilities um, depend merely on something I do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I may or may not be able to keep my promise to you. Um, I might have the resources to back up my promise. I might not. I might overpromise or underpromise at some point uh, because my promise making abilities depend upon the person making the promise, right? right. Mm -hmm. But that's not so with God. God's promise keeping is not something God does, God's promise keeping is something He is. Yep. Um, and so what we find throughout the pages of Scripture is that God is intrinsically connected to His Word. Mm -hmm. Or you could say that this book, the Bible, does not describe God, but is God. Right. He not only has given his word, he is his word. And this is exactly what John writes in the famous passage found in John 1, uh, verses 1 through 2. The Bible says this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Mm -hmm. Verse 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, I think it was me and you, made the joke that the first Bible was an audio Bible. Oh, yes. uh, and yes. so we're yeah. hilarious like that. But uh, <laughs> but the reason we said that was because before there ever was anything, mm -hmm. there was the spoken word of God, right? And so the creator of the universe spoke, and it was. But John writes that in the beginning, way back before there was anything, there was God's word. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, that is not referring to a KJV leather bound red letter version Bible floating in the abyss next yeah. to God yeah. as he spoke. Right. <laughs> we do know that. Right. That that's not what it meant. Like, we do know that's not what that verse means. Uh, so what was there? If, if the Bible says before there was there was God's word, what was there mm -hmm. right before the sun and the seas, before the skies and the trees? What was there? Well, John told us there was the word of God. Mm -hmm. And John tells us that not only was it with God, but he is his word, yep. right? So God was there and his word was there because God is his word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so John goes on uh, with this introduction to the gospel by telling us that God then sent his word in the form of a flesh, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Jesus, right? And so Jesus, the word of God in the shape of a man. Right. And so Jesus was a person who fulfilled all that God had said in his word. Right. Mm -hmm. He was the literal execution of the promises God had been giving all up until this point. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, John writes that he was full of grace and truth. So guess what this means? If I make you a promise, technically, they're just words that are meaningless unless I actually back up that promise with actions. Mm hmm. When God speaks, when he makes a promise, it is literally his identity. Mm -hmm. It's his deity that's on the line with his promise. In other words, in order for God not to keep a promise, God himself would have to cease to exist, right? Mm -hmm. in, in order for his promise to fail us, God himself would have to fail because he is his word. Yep. Do you see that's so mm -hmm. different from how we consider making promises mm -hmm. to each yes. other? And so I think to some extent, we probably all know that, whether we like it or believe it, we all know that at some point, right? Uh, but what's fascinating is that Jesus, the word made flesh, 
is actually the capital P promise that God has been speaking all along. Mm -hmm. So speaking about Jesus, take a look at what the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. For by him, Jesus, were all things created mm -hmm. that are in heaven and are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they are thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, Jesus, and for him, Jesus. And he, Jesus, is before all things, and he, Jesus, by him all things consist. Mm -hmm. And so before there ever was anything, before God ever spoke a single thing into existence, like John, Paul writes here that God's word was. Mm -hmm. But Paul writes that not just that, Jesus himself, the word made flesh, was also present before all things came to be. So, you know, a lot of times we think of Jesus coming to existence on December 25th in a cozy little stable mm -hmm. uh, with lowing cows, whatever that means. Uh, but according <laughs> to the Bible, Jesus was before that. Yeah. All that God spoke, all that God created was created by Jesus and for Jesus because Jesus was before all things and by Jesus, all things consist. Mm -hmm. So again, oh, I hear the, I hear yeah. the <laughs> Jesus. That was actually point, like, how can I stop it? Okay. <laughs> we need buzzers. Yeah, I'm thinking of that, you know, or tasers for me. You're like, you want to talk to us? I said taboo buzzers. I don't know about tasers. <laughs> so, um, up until, uh, I would say within the last past, how long have I been coming here? Four years, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Okay. So up until then, I kind of thought that God was watching over the earth as events, you know, unfolded. And he's like, ooh, they're headed for like, you know, disaster. The cliff. Yeah, the cliff. <laughs> right. What was the word? What should I do? Cliffhanger. No, no. Oh, wrong, wrong, wrong thing completely. No. <laughs> what was it that you kept on saying? The last Annihilation. The Annihilation. Annihilation. Uh, yes. <laughs> We're so, going to rip out our slogan. That's going to be our slogan. <laughs> NYC Godcast. Annihilation. <laughs> so, I'm going to forget what I got to say. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my belief used to be that as God was watching events mm -hmm. unfold, he goes, I need to, like, do something Jesus, yes, go down there. Like, <laughs> you know this. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and though I had read all these things, you know, in the Bible, mm -hmm. there are some things in the Bible uh, that when you read it, like, I don't mean to sidetrack you here, but this is what I thought I've been having lately, is, is that if the Holy Spirit inspired the people who wrote the Bible to write the Bible. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you need the Holy Spirit to properly translate sure. the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all those many years in my life, I did not truly have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So when I read these things, they were just like mumble jumbled yep. in yep. my head yep. until I read it, you know what I mean, with the Holy Spirit. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yep. like Jesus is literally God's word. Like yep. he's been there all along yeah. and even recently teaching and like life-wise I like pause purposely mm -hmm. to tell them that God like when like I always thought God was like I'm gonna make man in my image you know what I mean when he's like we and us mm -hmm. and I'm like so that implies there's someone, someone else here, here. <laughs> like, who was he talking to <laughs> you know so to, to me like that was like a big revelation yeah. that Jesus was like the, all there the whole time chilling in heaven yep. with God and then God like called him out of his room and was like hey I got a job for you <laughs> you know go yep. down to earth and do this for me yep. Y yep. you know what I mean which really puts the whole like context into yeah. he was in heaven sent down to a manger you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. that whole context yeah. is really put yep. into yep. so 
kind of like I said with the, the KJV Bible, like when John says that the word was mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. anything was, that doesn't mean the Bible was floating around up there with God. And he's like, oh, got it. Yeah. But in the same way, when Paul writes that before anything was, Jesus was, it doesn't mean there's this little, like, there's God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's this little man, six foot tall, floating around the abyss <laughs> with God. Like, that's not what that means. It doesn't mean right. that Jesus was in the abyss, right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, Jesus was just floating around in heaven aimlessly. John and Paul are saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Jesus was the word. That was with God from the beginning. It was by and for and through this word that all things were created. Yeah. And so recognize that the promises of God, uh, the promises that you know we've been talking about this month that he's been making in and through his word, um, they've been given uh, from the beginning, right? And so those were all small promises, but the capital P promise God's been promising all along is Jesus. Yeah. And so when God told Noah, right, that he would never flood the earth again, it was a immediate promise of no precipitation mm -hmm. <laughs> and participation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And so Noah, you know, gets this promise from God, rainbow, which means no rain. Yeah. Um, and so that was the promise. But do you realize the book of Revelations tells us that someone's going to step on the scene in the end? And guess what he's going to be clothed in? A rainbow. Jesus is going to be stepping on the scene clothed in a rainbow. Jesus, the word of God in person. When God made the promise to Abraham to make him the father of many nations, you realize that it would be uh, when Christ comes to earth that he brings all nations to be the father or to be the children of Abraham. Mm -hmm. In other words, before everyone couldn't, but because of Jesus, everyone can. Yep. You realize that Jesus is the one who crushed the head of the serpent, who overcame Satan, who defeated death, hell, and the grave once and for all. Mm -hmm. And so this is the thing. There's a real movement in our day to search scriptures for promises and to claim them for our own, mm -hmm. right? This leads us on the scavenger hunt of stolen promises throughout the pages of scripture as we name it and claim it and blab it and grab it, right? We, I mean, you go to a Christian bookstore, you go on Amazon, like they're going to have all of these shirts, all these coffee mugs, all these calendars, mm -hmm. all these Christian songs on the radio, all claiming promises that were never for you. Yeah. And all throughout scripture... The great promise keeper has been proclaiming to each of us who believe a capital P promise. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the grand declaration, the preeminent promise made by God to each of us. In other words, while many of us are holding on to these propped up promises of prosperity from passages, mm -hmm. God says what you really need is Jesus. Yeah. He's my guarantee. While some people are holding on to their health as the preferred promise of God, mm -hmm. God looks down and says, Jesus is what I've made available to you. He's the answer to your greatest need. Jesus is the very thing God has been promising all along. And there is no better promise than Jesus. And so the truth is God did not promise Jamie a rainbow. Oh, sad. Sorry to burst that bubble in front of you all. I was really hoping. <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> he did not promise Rachel to be the father of many nations. I mean, I see that coming. <laughs> kind of self-explanatory. He never promised Kevin that he would crush Satan's head. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I get to now, work. those pro you need to take a day off work. <laughs> I'm so, so distraught. I, I can't kind of work. <laughs> I get to do the dirty oh, word, okay. you know, crushing the head of the serpent. But either way, it, yeah. I need to be off work to do that either way. So maybe two or three. Those promises 
they might affect us, right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of grateful. I don't have to be afraid of floods. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah. I'm kind of grateful to know that I'm able to be a child of God. I'm kind of mm-hmm. grateful to know that Satan's defeated. So those those promises affect us, but they weren't made directly to us. Do you yeah. see the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why then has God given us an entire book of promises to other people that are not intended for our use? Mm-hmm. Do, do, does that question make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason is this. God has been proving his promise-keeping abilities all along. Mm -hmm. And so from Genesis to the book of Acts, God has been recording all the times against all odds when it seemed like there was no way. And then he comes through with his word and he fulfills the very promise as the great promise-keeper that he told he would, the promise he made. And so when we get to the epistles, right, we get past the book of Acts, we get to Paul and and James and John, all these letters, Mm -hmm. talking about the Christian life. God begins to make promises to us, mm-hmm. right? He starts making promises to the New Testament, the new covenant believer. And when he does, we can look back at his track record of promise keeping and we can realize that he will, in fact, be faithful to keep his promise today, mm-hmm. just like he kept his promise then. Yeah. I have confidence in his promises to me today, according to God's word, because I can look back on the promise he made to Abraham and to Noah and to Adam and see that he was faithful to that promise to them, and so he would be faithful to this promise to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So, one example, this is really what I thought I was going to talk about on the podcast, uh, and so we're just going to kind of sandwich these two right together. Uh, and so, one promise that I think is just so neglected, I guess, and, and maybe even in my life, maybe more than any other, is the promise found in 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is what the Bible says. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Yeah. Now, I think everyone at this table, we have heard that verse, we have read that verse, we have We've quoted that verse, weird. we've said it weird. You. Probably, just is now. That, is that not the verse that you said, creature? That's, that's a good That chance. sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> in the, uh, we were, devotion, in the devotion, one of the bloopers. Probably. Creature. Creature. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you really know, know me. <laughs> it was a blue shirt you were sitting on the couch. <laughs> it was 32 degrees outside. No. It was really cold. It was probably like 70, 72 degrees. Uh, so here's this promise from God. God has given his word. Mm-hmm. He has made a promise to all who believe, all who are saved, all who are in Christ, that if you are a Christian, you are in fact a new creature. Mm-hmm. In their lives, old things, the old way of living, the old man is passed away. And God promises that in the life of a Christian, all things are being made new. These are the facts. These are the promises of God to all who will believe upon Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so just as certain as the smashed snake, the reality of the rainbow, the family of the father of faith, God has guaranteed, he has given his word that this is the fact of faith and the reality of the redeem- mm-hmm. of the redeemed. And so just like Noah, sometimes we look at our lives and we see sin within. We see our failures. We see our mistakes. We see our flaws. And we conclude the promise is never coming. Mm -hmm. The promise ain't coming. Like Noah preached for 120 years. Ain't never rained. Mm -hmm. Noah's wife's tapping her foot like it's awfully dry out here. Right. It's just not coming. (laughs) And that's a lot of times how we look at our lives. Like we think, you know what? I still I'm a hot mess. Mm -hmm. I am sinful. I'm messed up. Like I continue to get it wrong. And yet the promise holds true. Yeah. Like Abraham, we might conclude that we have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I have to make myself into a new creation. I have to make the old things pass away. We might try to make the promise come true and give a little effort on our part to help God out. Yet, God is the great promise keeper. Mm -hmm. The fact that I am a new creation in Christ is just as guaranteed as the promise to never flood the earth again with water. Yep. 
When I sin, when I fail God, when I make a mess, when I can't seem to get it right, his promises are not affected because God has given his word. He has given himself to ensure the propriety of the promise. My salvation, my redemption, my sanctification, my eternal destination are all based on him and not on me. My faith is based on his promise and not my piety. My faith is based upon what he has said he will do and not in what I am capable of doing. Mm -hmm. I trust in his ability to keep his word, not in my ability to uphold his word. God is the great promise keeper, and it is because of his inability to change, his inability to break his promise, that gives us eternal salvation and assurance that will not fail. Well said. Bravo. Bravo. No more comments. Nothing. JB didn't have a single comment. I, I know. I said you said something weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I do remember it. It's like uh, if, I mean, just put this in simple terms. Mm-hmm. Because You're saying like, that was simple. I'm, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's that. That's what I heard. Everybody here at the table, we have some uh, Bible knowledge in us, mm-hmm. okay? But not everyone watching. Sure. You know, hopefully, you know what I mean? We're reaching out to some lost people, okay? So that's like saying. The lost people. <laughs> Lost. The lost. Lost. The moss people. The moss people. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know we were sending this out into the ponds of uh, beyond. Right. So, like. <laughs> did you say the ponds of the great beyond? I did. That's where the moss people live. Where do you think they live? The great beyond is death. <laughs> so wow, that really is long distance for you, too. <laughs> so, for example, if Rachel promises, if Rachel promises all of us, that in the next podcast, she's going to talk the most. Well, it is her episode. Uh, okay. Well, so she'll so she keep that promise. Yeah. I don't know that I still talk the most. <laughs> but that was just like, any, okay, forget next week is hers. But the point <laughs> being is, is, is that we're not, like, we have nothing to do, basically, with her promise. It's up to her mm-hmm. to keep her promise. Now, we can keep edging her on. We can hold her to it. Yeah. Talk more, but we can't, you know, because it's her promise yeah. to us, just like God's promise to us. So when someone, like, on a worldly basis, if someone promises something to you, just like, I promise you, I won't be late again. I promise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's up to them right. to do what they said they were going to do. It's not up to you to pick them up to make sure they get to work on right. time or anything or call them and say, make sure you're up because you promised. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No, we just sit back okay. and wait for the promise to come true. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And and that's and that's what the Bible but calls it, faith. But it affects the like future. So like if next week right. I say I'm going to talk more, but I don't, then you're gonna, like next time I promise you're gonna be like, yeah, but you didn't really? hold that promise exactly. last time. Yeah, so, like, yes, yes. Like like yeah. Josh said, we have an God has an impeccable track record mm-hmm. that we can look back on and say, you know, this dude has kept his promise every single time. Yeah. So anything he says, we need to take that yeah. as truth, even the impossible, because. Um, I like to refer back to the flood. Like when he said it's going to rain, they were like, "What is rain?" What's rain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and you, you know what I mean. So even the and, and that's not even impossible. Like that that's beyond impossible. That's saying something's going to happen that's never happened before that I can't even explain to you what's going to happen, but it's going to happen. You, you know what I mean? So God's promises are very powerful yeah. when He says something because you know it's like. It could be the most wild, bizarre thing that we can't comprehend, but because he said it, we should have faith in his promise because yeah. he said it. Yep. Well, I think that on, honestly, when you think of all the promises that God gives, even when we mess up something, the promise is still there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, think about um, with Ishmael. 
Yeah. He was still promised that, was that he a whoopsie. would. Yeah, it was a whoopsie, mm-hmm. but he was still given great nations. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, and so, mm-hmm. even though like it still came from Abraham, so like he still promised that his son would have great nations. Now it's obviously not the same as Isaac, but like it still was a promise that he made. And then also the whole thing with, I can't remember the actual verbiage, but basically that he would have a like a hedge of protection around Abraham. That was like the, I don't remember the actual verbiage, but it was basically like, I protect you, whatever. And even when he lied about his wife, he said, I will, because of this, you like, it wasn't that Abraham was going to be in trouble. It was like, yeah, the king, the the, king got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And so it <laughs> was, Abraham's lie. yeah. So like, that was the thing is like, even though Abraham did wrong, the promise was still that he was going to protect mm-hmm. them. And he did. Do you know what I mean? So even when it's not, it's not about us at all. Yeah, we, <laughs> right. Yeah. We can't, yeah break God's promise. Yes. Right, because we didn't the one who made it. Exactly. Yep. But I think that the opposite of this is, you know, there's so many Christians who just, they're uninterested in the Bible. Yeah. Mm. No interest in, in, do you recognize God has literally given you an entire book mm-hmm. of things guaranteed to you? Yeah. Like you've got God saying, I will do this for you. I will give this yeah. to you. Man, we should be so interested in just diving into God's word and yeah. finding those promises and holding him to it because yeah. he's told us he would. Yeah. Uh, but instead, so often we want to go find the promises he didn't make to us and yeah. say, you know, give me like I, there's some I shouldn't start giving examples of the <laughs> Old Testament. There's so many, <laughs> yeah. so many cliche verses that we use in songs and testimonies and, and messages that were never for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did give us plenty of our own, yeah. and so yeah. we should be holding that. It's like as we're true. skipping over those. Like, <laughs> yes. oh yeah, those are nice. Reading other people's ones. mail and sending our mail to someone else, like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a good month. I've enjoyed yeah. the Promise Keeper. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten series. too distracted by the lights. They, mm. They've like I, they've noticed me. <laughs> 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 I've noticed them too. <laughs> we got eye contact. <laughs> they got a thing going on with the lights over here. <laughs> All right, well, today's considerable quote comes from Andrew Murray, and he says this, the power to believe a promise depends entirely on our faith in the one who promises. Today's feature content comes from Sanctus Real, and it's the song Promises. Today's feature content, I just said, is Promises <laughs> by Sanctus Real. Why is that there? That's last Did week. you copy? Oh, he copied. Okay. Last week's trivia question was this. Who did God make the promise uh, that they would not die before they saw the Messiah to? The answer is D, Simeon. I believe uh, Kendra was the only person to get that right, or maybe the first person, Kendra Hall. I believe yeah. that's who it was. I hope, I hope I'm not giving Kendra's credit like, to the wrong yeah, person. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's the first one who got it right. Uh, today's trivia question is this. How many times is the word promise found in the Bible? Is it A, 111, B, 222, C, 333, or D, 444. I am very unoriginal. That is nice. <laughs> That's actually good the way you did, because easy to remember. <laughs> I would never put them out of order like these two yahoos. I would like to put them out of order. <laughs> it makes me... The look in Rachel's face was all smiling like... Oh. <laughs> She's still thinking about the lights. <laughs> so... Uh, so these are the birthdays for last week and this week because last week you didn't have them. Yes, yes we did. did. We said happy birthday. Not to all of them. Yeah, we well, did. We no, you did didn't. You missed all of them. I was listening and I yeah. knew whose birthdays they were. Oh. You got Khaled and you got uh, Cassie. That was it. The rest of them had bad no, news. We, we we no, we pulled it oh, up. No, we pulled it up. I must have tuned out before that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't do what I do. Don't tune out. Follow yeah. to the end because we you went might. went all the way down to. Cassie, was okay. it? Or was yeah. it Kraft? I must have tuned Cassie out Cassie was then. the last one. Okay, well, this week, <laughs> we would like to have a happy birthday to Garrett Bates, Lucas, did I get that right? Zayden Kraft, is that this week? Yeah, Zayden yeah. 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 Zayden, yeah. Okay, Zayden Kraft, Garrett Bates, Lucas Hunt, Toby Bates, and Jet Adamson. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, guys. And I take back anyone's birthday who's last week. Mm. <laughs> you uh, no longer get to happy birthday. You no longer get a happy birthday, you get an old... 
old birthday. Mail? Uh, we have no mail. Yeah. Registrations are pouring in. I don't know what the exact number is, but they are really, really over coming 100. in. Way over 100. Um, they're coming in very, very quickly. And it's not even March. Yeah. yeah. And you still haven't registered. Yeah. That's right. I'm hoping I don't have space for me. <laughs> I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping incineration. Incineration. Oh, I remember we can't afford to burn people. Uh, <laughs> we need an incinerator. Which... Um, so next week kicks off the month of March, mm-hmm. and so we're really excited for our new series uh, entitled Better Than Luck. Can't you read? <laughs> That's not bold. Yeah, it's, it's better Than Luck, Can't You Read? Tune in the month of March. <laughs> Better than luck. Uh, so join us. That actually is not that <laughs> unusual. Because, like, no, I mean, like, you have to read the Bible. Can't you read? It's better than luck. Can't you read? That's good. That's good. I, 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 I like what you went with that. <laughs> so tune in next month to see what the world that's about. And uh, yeah, until next time, thanks so much. We'll see you. Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs> I have an eyelash, and I just can't do this without there. Without the eyelash, he needs it. <laughs> it's, it's still there. What, do you, what kind of Velcro skin do you wear? All of oh, there it. There you go. All of it. That's okay. going to be the intro. Uh, now I can podcast.